Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fan fiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Abby, Mira, and Kylie. In this series of episodes, we're exploring the Star Wars fandom. Today, we're reading Mira's second Star Wars pick, Separate Ways, a Luke Skywalker slash Mando fic by Pepper Prince. And as usual, we have a thievey little cocktail to go with it. So Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking today? Well, today we're having a hot toddy with tea in it. Complicated, I know. But in the story for today, I'm pretty sure they're drinking yerba mate because it talks about earthy, citrusy, not spicy tea because, you know, Luke is real white. (laughs) And so I was like, well, we're going with this as our theme. For those who don't know, a hot toddy is whiskey, water, lemon, lemon juice, and honey whisked around in a cup. And if you want to have tea in it, you just put a tea bag in it or yerba mate if it's loose leaf, whatever you want to do. So... It's not too yeah. complicated, but it it's is, real it's tasty. It's like a classy Four loco because Yerba has mm. way more caffeine in it than regular tea, so. Try it with matcha. That'll get you going. Hot oh, tea. my God. <laughs> now, my yes. brain already has more oxygen than it should right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that little subtext right now. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to get sloppy. All right. <laughs> so, Mira, you picked this story for us. You want to set up the premise? Yes. So the story takes place after the events of Return of the Jedi and was written after the first season of The Mandalorian. Mando defeated Moff Gideon, took the Darksaber, and is now the leader, or Mandalore, of his people, Mandalorians. They reclaimed their home planet, or Mandalore, and are in the process of rebuilding it. Luke Skywalker is seeking students for a new Jedi Order and hears rumors that he can find someone Force-sensitive on Mandalore. They are the ancient enemies of the Jedi, and he's met with a lot of suspicion when he arrives. Luke realizes the Force-sensitive person he's seeking is Mando's child, Baby Yoda. He tries to convince Mando he's not a threat, and the armorer tells him that their creed is open to all, so if he really wants to prove his sincerity, he can train in their ways. Luke accepts. You'll get trained in the ways, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So this, as you mentioned, Mira, this story was written before season two of The Mandalorian, and yet this author correctly predicted that Luke Skywalker was going to train Baby Yoda. He's like, who's who's tooling around in society? Yeah, so excellent. Um, Also, in this story, he predicted that Mando was going to behead Moff Gideon and become the Mandalore. Um, What we actually got in season two was a little less awesome than that. A little less bloody. This is what's happened. This is reality for me now. Just going to overwrite. Yeah, this is way funner. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he chops Moff Gideon's head off. And then Luke Skywalker's like, hey, I hear you got a magic baby. (laughs) (laughs) So Luke begins learning their combat language and history. His combat teacher, Paz Vizsla, openly hates him and breaks Luke's cybernetic hand during a fight. Mando helps him repair it, and they have a heart-to-heart about many things, including Luke telling him about his father. Mando holds Luke tight against him, bumping foreheads, but the significance is totally lost on Luke until later when Cara Dune informs him that that's how Mandalorians kiss when their armor is on. Oh my god, I can't! <laughs> that scene, so when it happened, cute. I was like, hearing about like his hand sliding into Luke's hair, I'm all, oh, oh. like, there was like audible like, gasping. I sound like Peter from Family Guy, like, oh. <laughs> the fisting of hair in this story is very, very good. Yeah, it's really good. uh, It made me smile and giggle the whole time. Like, I was so just enthralled with this scene. It was so cute. I'm going to be rude and interject here, but I never gave a shit about Luke, really, until this story. Like, I didn't hate him, but he was just there. He was like a self-insert. He was kind of vague. I I was just going to throw the hand So in the original series, I thought he was fun, (laughs) but, like, I never had the, like, I don't know, like, I liked him, but I didn't love him. And now I'm just like, oh my god, I love you. Let me get you some cookies and milk. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me hug you, fall in love. I'm just obsessed with him now. And now I'm going to go back and watch the original trilogy. And it, my heart will pitter-patter because I know he'll have his happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is basically canon for me now. So I'm fine with oh, that. Oh yeah, this is what happens. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how this author just says fuck canon in a very polite way uh, mm-hmm. but like in the in the notes at the beginning of this it says i'm a very casual star wars fan in regards to the vast majority of lore however given that canon creators love to talk over each other and erase pre-existing content mm-hmm. without discretion i figure i am allowed some slack and like yes oh, yes yeah it's true yeah. right do what you want <laughs> this was like a love story for luke like i, I 
I am like a huge fan now of Luke because of this fic. And Star Wars season goes on for another eight episodes. Yeah, because <laughs> I need only Luke and Mando oh. fix from here on out. So yes. when we ha- when we have to pick our next fandom, one of you can just filibuster, and then we just stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> so since uh, Pez Vizsla broke his frickin' hand, Mando takes over Luke's combat training and rifle training, all sexily showing him how to hold a rifle from behind. And then oh, after, yeah. hell yes. And then after one sparring session, we get our first sex scene. Oh. After that, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like all over the story. <laughs> hold on, like... hold on. It's sweaty in the house, but I am sweaty from the story. Oh, man. <laughs> hold on to your horses. Also, I've only begun to drink. It's only going downhill from me. Oh no. <laughs> So after that, they get closer, but kind of tiptoe around each other. Luke has a difficult time reading Mando's emotion with his helmet on. Mando's trying to be a strong leader, but he's feeling insecure about his abilities as a father. They relate in being the last of their kind, trying to build, uh, rebuild lost cultures that haven't always made the right choices and having little to go on. So Mando has to go away for a mission and ask Luke to watch the baby, Luke learns more about the culture and decides to try and patch things up with Vizsla. He succeeds, and Vizsla applies uh, Luke with booze. So I'm going to be that rude person to get interrupt, but this part with Vizsla is really interesting about how he decides to patch that up, to me at least. I think it's really interesting that he's just casually talking to a cafe owner, babysitting the, the green log, hanging out, being like, <laughs> this, is this magical baby here, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, yeah, show of strength. You know, sometimes people don't like us because, like, you were very direct. And he's like, oh, light, light, light bulb moment. And then he goes and throws down the gauntlet. And because it's, like, honor-bound and a real fight, Vizsla is like, actually, use your powers because how am I going to say I beat a Jedi if you're not using your Jedi magic? And he's like, oh, girl, it's on. And then he whips <laughs> his ass, and it's beautiful. But it was just really outside of his character up to that point i thought because he's not obviously he's fought but he's not very not confrontational very confrontational yeah exactly <laughs> and so this was outside of character but he's like this is how i can solve the actual actual conflict not the fighting isn't the conflict there's something else and i don't know i just thought it was really it was really well written that part especially i don't know i, I thought it yeah. could have been really like bro beat beat meat beat me into you it could have been really bad but it was really classy like it was smooth it, it really went, came across well and for for it being a, con- a conflict that was solved with physical violence or conflict like that it was very elegant i would say mm-hmm. and I, I really appreciated that i really so. like the trope of like sort of manly enemy turned into bro like with i love that too it was super cute <laughs> And he's just like buying him a bunch of booze and getting him like ridiculously drunk. And it's like kind mm-hmm. of a favor, but it, I, I feel like he's also kind of just like, ha, he can't hold his leg. <laughs> this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's adorable. But I'm going to be that girl again. You breezed over the sex scene. Yes, we're going to get back to that. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Fine, I'm going to just hold it in. But I was just like, <sighs> goodness gracious. Put your pants back up. No, it's too hot in the house. (laughs) I got to turn the ceiling fan on or the air conditioner or have my pants on. I can't compromise the audio recording for that. Okay. So Um, I have a question, though, about Paz Vizsla since we're talking about him. So he is the big burly um, Mandalorian who is in the show, played by Jon Favreau. He was the dickhead also in your other story, Mira, working group. Yep. Yep. Um, Although he gets redeemed in this one. But he's one of the hardcore Mandalorians, as far as he's one of those that never takes his helmet off. But the other two that we know are, are hardcore are the Armorer and Mando, and neither one of them like goes by their given name. But everyone calls calls Pez Vizsla Pez Vizsla. Like, what's the deal with having a name or not having a name? Maybe it's a made-up name. Yeah, but how come some people are just like the armor has no name and no one refers to you're, her as anything? You're making me. It's her like trade, so I guess like he doesn't have like maybe like a specific trade besides training. But warriors. like Mando, like people don't call him yeah. Din, and he's their king, and no one knows what to call mm. him except for. But Luke you know, so but that's not very clear in the story if if he's very spillage with his name or not. 
That's yeah, he true. doesn't tell people to keep it secret. Yeah, so if that's kind of... Mandalore, they don't call him... Oh, but that's okay. like a, a title of honor, so I don't know if in this, like, spinoff world here, if, if, if names are secret or not. Yeah, the spinoff mm-hmm. world makes a little bit more sense to me than the TV show world, where some people have names and some people don't. Yeah, the inconsistency bothers me for sure. So I it's think like... Vizsla is also the descendant of someone who is really well-known. I don't know, I only watched part of the 20-minute YouTube video about their history, and I guess I should have watched all of it. So, <laughs> but also, if he's descended from, like, the big, big deal former king guy that had the Darksaber, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why he specifically has a name because it's like so it's famous. A name of honor. Yeah, and yeah, it could so even it's like, just be something that isn't really a name the way that we consider a name. Yeah, like, you know, it could be yeah. like of Visla or something. And exactly. Like, like yeah. number thirty-four of Visla, <laughs> number four hundred sixty-six of Visla. I, I, that's what I think it is, maybe. But so mm. in this too, we have the armor is married to Cara Dune. Oh, How do you guys I, feel about that? Oh, so okay. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I didn't really uh, like it. I was really into it, and I'm, I, I'm, again, the Debbie Downer of the group, usually. But I don't, I didn't like her character in the series a ton. She was just there. She was like a knockoff Xena. I didn't care. <laughs> like, but she was there, and it was fine. But in this, she has more, like, all of the, like, sassy, like, good parts of her personality from the TV show came over to this. But none of the crap, like just like a distilled, sassy version of her. And I just like the idea of her being like, "That's right, armor." It's between. I don't know. I just was really into that. I side liked love them story. together too. I well, really and did. I think her being a lesbian makes her character make more sense. Like her relationship with Mando is a little ambiguous in the show. And I think just having yeah. her being married to the armor, like now it under it makes sense. They've got this like sibling kind of relationship going on. Yeah, they like, were like siblingy before, but then yeah. it's now it's really explicit because she's off the shelf. If that makes sense, you know, right? Or on the right. shelf. Because otherwise, otherwise you'd be trying to pop that helmet off, right? You know. But now it makes sense. <laughs> what she's I mean, if I don't even get to see a little bit of wrist or ankle, I don't know if I'd try and pop the helmet off myself. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a euphemism for a bumper sticker. Pop oh, off man. the helmet. Yep. <laughs> like a little can of Pringles, man. Just pop it off. Once you pop, you can't stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Going to hell. That's okay. It's going to be a weird Pavlovian response the next time I eat Pringles. <laughs> a good Pavlovian Well, they're salty, response. so it works out. You have to oh, send God. us a video. <laughs> So, like, because he wrote this between seasons one and two, he also doesn't know that Gina Carano is going to get shit canned, so. Yeah, I think that's why I had a problem. Because, yeah, she's just... I'm that person, I don't want to know anything about actors. (laughs) Just just put, what's her name into it? Uh, Actual Xena. Lucy Laws. A little bit younger, Lucy Laws. Just ship that in. (laughs) <laughs> mm. And so I heard the reason, we're going to jump here, I'm sorry, I'm an asshole, but the reason that Lucy Laws can't backfill and we can just pretend that she was Cara Dune the whole time is because I guess she's in another show where she shows a bunch of her body and Disney is, like, uncomfortable. Oh, in um, Spartacus. Yeah. She's she... naked all over Spartacus. It's well, a great you know show, what? by the way. She's Coincidentally, the rocket. show is fabulous. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Spartacus real quick. It's yeah, really I'm going to go watch it just to see Lucy Lawless be, like, in shape and a badass because... She's good in it too she's, she's a, bad a bad ass. guy she's a she's like a, like a villain in it but she's an excellent Ooh. villain she's so good you could be a good villain i can see that mm-hmm. yeah but gina carano like if i was a little girl and watching mandalorian i would have loved cara dune so much like I she would have been my so favorite into it yeah oh fuck you gina carano so she said a bunch of stupid shit on her twitter and it's being an asshole and I find it hard to be genuinely offended by anything she says just because she's pretty clearly a bit of a dum-dum. Like, so it's just like, <laughs> oh, please shut up. Like, oh, my God, where's, shut up. Where's your care, care keeper? Where, who's, oh, where's yeah. your keeper? Well, and when she finally got fired, her manager quit on the same day. And you know oh, her man. manager was just like, get off Twitter, get off Twitter, get off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, her like, handler no. was like, mm. Oh, yeah. Can you guys hear my dog snoring? No. 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 Okay. But she deserves to snore. Unfortunately yeah. not. But I bet you it's cute as hell. Yeah, she's she's belly up right now. How's she so feeling, by the way? I'm gonna interrupt. I just need to know. She's great. She um she had arthritis apparently. 
And so the medicine that we gave her to recover from her thing is actually helped her arthritis. So now we're oh, always going to be on medicine. So now she's super extra frisky. Does so, she have a, have you done the pill pockets for her? Because I bet she'd love the pill pockets. Uh, she, I just give it heaven. to her. She just takes them from my hand because she likes wow. food so much. God, she's a gangster. I love yeah. her. <laughs> she's like, ooh, a thing? I'll eat it. But, I but love usually, I give it to her in a blob of peanut butter in her food. Oh, she deserves usually. it though. Yeah. It's yeah. good for her. She deserves the peanut butter. Oh my god, sweet okay, baby. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I love Daisy. <laughs> so Vizsla gets Luke super drunk, which is of course the moment that Mando returns home and Luke basically outs their relationship in his drunkenness, um, shouting, I missed you across the bar. Uh, after I that, missed him. <laughs> <laughs> after that, they have the what are we talk and they decide to make a go of a relationship. Luke finishes his training and is approaching the time when he'll swear the creed when some Mandalorians come back with a ship full of children who are abducted by Imperials. Luke realizes that he has to be out there trying to stop atrocities like these and he wants to leave, but Mando doesn't want him to. He tells him that he can come and go if he wants, but please make this your home and marry me. Luke says Uh. yes, (laughs) Um, but he wants a ceremony. And then uh, Leia, Han, Lando, Chewie, and C-3PO come for the wedding. Luke Lando's finally gets... there too, dog. Don't forget my boy Lando. She, you said, said Lando, Lando. You? Oh, said I Lando. just Lando. It's, it's, Go it's home, Abby, We all know you love Lando. Lando! <laughs> <laughs> he should have been the real star of the season. Damn you, fan fiction writers. That's sad. <laughs> so Luke finally gets to see Mando's face, and they have proper sex on their wedding night. They end up deciding to adopt a child from the abducted orphans, um, who is also force sensitive and also Finn. Um, lastly, we get an epilogue of their life together with Mando ruling, Luke returning with the kyber crystal to make the lightsaber for their new kid, and them finding home on Mandalore and in one another. So cute. So not to beat a dead horse, but how do you guys feel about the Mando-Luke relationship? <laughs> well, obviously I love it. I think it's super cute. It's not a pairing that I would think of, really, until I saw it. It's just not... Agreed, agreed. Not the dolls mm-hmm. that I was planning on smashing together, but... I... <laughs> they were the right dolls. I'm actually really impressed with their timing, because they wrote this like during the first season and we don't see Luke until the second season so I'm really impressed that they got it like kind of correct yes yeah he predicted what would happen but also made it better so like this is my high point spoiler alert but just the what (laughs) what this author did to canon I think was all great because I love Luke I've always loved Luke so I, I differ from you there Abby like he's always been my favorite and if you watch the sequel trilogy he becomes useless, right? He spends, like, he, he fucked up. His Jedi Academy was a failure. Ben turns to the dark side. And this whole new evil, like, new uh, new order rises on his watch, right? Like, he mm-hmm. sucks, basically. He does less <laughs> than nothing. Like, things actually get way worse when he's at the prime of his powers. And I don't like that because, like, we see in the original trilogy, Luke is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. He's willing to sacrifice everything to do what's right. And also to have faith in his father who has cut his fucking hand off. I don't like what he did to Ben. I don't like how he went and pouted about it forever and let the universe fall into disrepair because I love Luke. So in this, because that the Mandalorians rescue those children that the remnants of the Republic or the remnants of the Empire had taken hostage... And one of those children is force sensitive and we find out at the end that they name him Finn. Basically what he's saying is fuck the sequel trilogy because the sequel (laughs) trilogy is not happening here. So Luke is involved in helping, you know, this next generation. And another thing, which I wonder what you guys think about is that in this, the armorer and Cara Dune are married and Finn is adopted by Luke and Mando, but Leia and Han don't appear to be married and they don't have a child. So it's like Ben Solo oh, yeah. in this, like, for, so he totally fucked uh, the sequel trilogy, which is fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ben Solo, but I think he doesn't exist in this timeline, if I'm reading mm-hmm. it right. How well, do you today, know? they might have waited to have him, too. We don't really know the timeline of But Finn is younger conception. than, Finn is oh. younger than Ben. No, you're mm-hmm. right. 
and Finn's like ten in this, and they're they're in, and Luke and Leia are not even married in this. So and wow, God knows what Han and Leia. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a different pick. It's a different pick, Audrey. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, is like so Han and Leia. I mean, Han is obviously like a jelly bean. A couple times, like how many private codes did she get? What? And I, it's like it's it's left open if he's jealous because she got more than him or he's jealous because she got so many. And so I feel like the relationship timeline, if that makes sense, between the two of them in this universe of the fic makes more sense because, like, you just came out of war, you just found out you have a fucking brother, shit's crazy, your dad was the big bad, he cut off your brother's hand, you just found out... It's, it's, there's a lot to, to, to deal with. And so now if they got together, it might be a little bit more of a functional relationship. Yeah. So I still don't hate if they got together in this universe but it would make more sense but it does seem like han mm-hmm. is into her you know yeah yeah well so. and he's like put, he puts his arm around her and stuff mm-hmm. I, should... I want i want Vizla to win her over oh i kind of i kind of do too oh that would be great <laughs> well if kara wasn't married that sounds like kara wanted to turn her I mean, to the dark side you know what i mean who knows what uh, their personal rules are <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, did you have anything you specifically wanted to say about the Bane relationship? Yeah. So I just thought this story was super well written in the way that I just kept blushing. Like every time Luke did and the author made the Mandalorians this like really beautiful culture where they cared so deeply for each other. And so that made their first kiss like mean so much more as you read the story. And it just made that central relationship so strong for me. And it was... Ah, it was just beautiful. <laughs> it's the spiciest slow burn I think I've ever read. Like, what? Just the build of all the passion and like the culture and stuff. And normally, if it's a slow burn, there's not a lot of focus on the rest of what's going on. It's holistically a very interesting world and story. And then you have this slow ramp towards stuff. And it's not like they're not interacting. You're not like, it's not like they're not gaining ground with each other. Whereas some slow burns, it's like, I'm not going to look at you in the class because I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> you know like you know what I mean? And that gets old for me. But this was like, they have to see each other every day. They have to be professional. They have like responsibility. So there's there's barriers there. And so that's why, that's why it's slow, but it's not not there. You know what I mean? This story and this universe that came out of it is the series that I would have eaten with a spoon. I would just eaten it constantly. I would have loved and loved and loved. And you're giggling because I would eat and eat. <laughs> And then those ladies, maybe not so much dudes, but yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, this is what I wanted. I wanted to see the new Jedi Order get formed. I wanted to see it struggle because there was a big bad, but they fought the big bad. And maybe it wasn't just doom and gloom. And then I'm an angry teenager, but in my 20s or 30s, Ben Solo, <laughs> as hot as he fucking was, he it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Well, and the sequel trilogy, if it was going to exist, needed to have a different kind of conflict because what they did with just a new empire is undercut the accomplishments of everyone that came before. Like, Luke made great sacrifices. Everyone made great sacrifices. And then it's just like, oh, 20 years later, whoops, like, same thing happened again. Yeah, and like 20 years, to be fair, like most of human history, we have a a tendency to repeat ourselves, but it takes us a little more than 20 years usually (laughs) to completely undo what we did like and we usually don't completely backslide a little bit for sure but not like and redo because we can't (laughs) come up with a new plot you know yeah it it took us more than 70 years to get back to fascism after world war ii didn't it exactly we had a whole 70 years (laughs) of fascism (laughs) well at least publicly fascism (laughs) Um, so how do you guys feel about the sex? Did I read this right? That they had sex and it, like they, they fucked in or jerked each other off or whatever while they're training. And then they didn't do anything ever again until. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and Luke and gave a blow jay and Amanda reciprocated with his hand using spit for lube, which I made. Yes, note of. I saw it again. <laughs> 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 don't stop it literal Jesus. fucking I, I was spit. reading it and i almost texted audrey and i was like did you see the spit for lube oh my god, oh my god. I, I but later they for... use lube lube okay i i am gonna um so we have a wrap-up episode at the end of every season and i'm adding a category to that 
which is best <laughs> lube. Spit for lube. I, I guess he's not gonna win that. Man, <laughs> man is gonna lose. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. Continue. I was I was convinced that y'all were gonna be mad at me because the sex you have to wait so long for it and there wasn't enough of it. So I have like two things. So the first scene where they like Luke gives a blowjob and then Mando gives a handy or whatever, it was like super hot and intense and I really liked it. But then you like wait so long and then all of a sudden you have them getting married and it's super vanilla. It was like too vanilla and wasn't like described right. Oh no! Like interestingly, I don't know. Like they I were wasn't... making love. They don't need to get the handcuffs out on their wedding night. I I know, but like I kind of wanted that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that first sex scene was full of like bubbling over passion, which was like oh, real good. And then you wait and you wait, but like the thing that made it easier to wait for the sex in this is because like. The way the author described, like, stroking Luke's hair in a, like, not platonic, but not an overtly, obviously sexual way. Like, just the textual details were like, I'm done. I'm exhausted just from reading this. Like, it it was really sexy. It was really good. It, like, the emotional boner was off the charts with this. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. Which is a really hard, sweet spot to find where you're just, like, invested enough that it's hot even if there's not penetrative sex of any kind. I think the tension, for me at least, was spot on. Like, yeah, the they're tension. Really, they're really tiptoeing around each other. Like, Luke's not sure what's, like, culturally acceptable, mm-hmm. and he can't see his frickin' face, so he's, like, using the force <laughs> to try to, like, discern the mm-hmm. emotions coming off of Mando, and sometimes he can figure it out, and sometimes he can't. And I don't know. I just love that, that super, that super slow And that final sex burn. scene... I'm going to spoil some shit here for myself and the group here, but I didn't have a problem with the final sex scene. I think for a wedding night one, it was sweet. It was emotional. It's great. My problem is it was the final sex scene in the story. Yeah. I think that's why I think it's too vanilla is because it's the only sex scene. Yeah. The only so, full on sex fair. scene. Yeah. I think it would have been nice because in the story, um, they play off each other where Luke is kind of the, the teasing one, the bubbly one, the, the flirty one. And then Mando has just got this attraction that makes him go along with it. It would have been nice to show after they were married if that dynamic could have changed a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. maybe it's just, like, dropping babies off at the babysitter and now it's Mando time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> More than almost any nice. other story, I really wanted this one to continue. I feel like lots of romance I did, novels. Right? I think it does. I think what? there's more parts in the series. <gasps> what? what? I haven't looked yet. Let me look right now. I will read the shit out of those. <laughs> no, there's like little one shots that he wrote in the same. Oh uh, my god, series. I'm so yeah. relieved. Oh, I see um, anal sex as a tag. Yeah. yeah. Orgasm, <laughs> delay, and denial. These are a lot so, of dirty tags. <laughs> here's so a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, here's but, a good tag. These are a lot of dirty tags for what's actually some very tender marital smut. <laughs> and that's the thing is like some of them I don't, I, I get to the like pinnacle, which is they got together and that was fun and I'm over it. But this one, I, 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 I legitimately want this to be rolled into like a full book series. Like I've never had this experience quite where I'm like, I want... It to, I want to know how it goes. I want to be serious. I want to know about the Jedi Temple. I want the whole thing. But I want them to be banging on and make it happen. I mean, when yeah. my boat comes in, guess what I'm doing? Because I <laughs> I feel like this is the Star Wars that we all deserved. <laughs> um, I had I don't want to rain on a happiness parade. I had a little bit of a bitch about their actual sex scene at the end. Oh um, no, you go. I mean, you can bitch about it. That's fine. <laughs> like so, Luke says before Mando takes his helmet off that Mando is handsome because Mando's got broad shoulders and a hot voice and he is handsome whether he's got some bad or not. He takes Mando's helmet off and he's like, huh, he looks a little tired and he looks like he's a little older than me. And then he like, Mando looks insecure and looks like, yes, you are handsome. I knew it or whatever. But I'm like, you just roll the dice and you take the helmet off, and it's Pedro fucking Pascal. Show some respect, Luke. <laughs> like, you just won the fucking lottery. True. Like, Celebrate. Dude. Grab his face. Be like, oodle. Oh, 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 shit. I won. <laughs> be like, where's the cameras? Is this a prank, dude? You are hot as shit. 
No, he doesn't even that. say anything until he realizes that Mando is insecure, and then he's like, "Yeah, you're attractive," and I'm just like, "Dude." Yeah, he makes them suffer bone. a little long. In yeah, that what scene. the fuck, dude? I, I do feel like he could have been like, "You're just as beautiful as I thought you were." Like, you should have been immediate with that. I think um, he's just overwhelmed at the moment of like yeah. actually looking at him. I don't know. I did, I presented the he looks tired and he looks like he's a little older than I thought he was going to be and shit like that. I'm just like, no, shut he up. He didn't say. I don't I remember, don't remember the tired old. part. He, no, yes. he's. Yes. I don't remember the tired part, but he did remember, say the he's older than I expected. Yeah, but, just like fuck but, you, Luke. But then he responded <laughs> yeah. with, "Wasn't there a line about how he liked it?" Like. That he was said fine. It was fine. I've got to yeah. find this now. Yeah, now I need to know. But I feel like you know, Luke might like an older man. I, that knows I feel like up. the t- the tone was off. I, anything short of jubilation is a problem. <laughs> I mean, if I ripped a helmet off someone that has been like touching my bits and then like wooing me, and then I got married to them, and they were Pedro Pascal, I'd be like, sure, I'll forgive you for not having tits. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> you get a pass. <laughs> So, but but the sex scene, the first, well, sex scene, the first, like, blowy and handy we had was spicy. I was waiting for that, and I have so many questions. Like, how exposed is this training arena? Like, is there, like, I an totally after-hours block? I thought someone was going to, like, come in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for the drama, but then it didn't happen, and part of me was happy it didn't, because it would have been too expected. But at the same time, right. I do want to, I would have liked to know about we locked the gate behind us or something. I oh, dude, know. yeah. Paz Vista comes in. It's like, oh, I left my, I left my jock strap in here. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, a Jedi? Really? Anybody else? <laughs> I do think it's, it's, it, that the conflict that happens with Mando in this about how he's like, I'm trying to be a good leader. I don't want to have a conflict of interest. It's hard to deal with this. Um, I want to be careful politically, not just in like a vicious way, but like I care about my people. I want to care for them and make sure they have a good situation. But then the like nice convenient out is that Luke's going to become a Mandalorian himself, kind of. When the armor says, I don't think in generations come there'll be a distinction between a Jedi and a Mandalorian anymore. That was just like fireworks in the mind. I was like, this would be so so interesting. Like, like so many of the things that were brought up in this were legitimately interesting ideas, and it it was very well written. I think the writing is very very good, and the pacing and everything. Like I have to reach real real hard to find something I don't like about this story. Yeah, you guys want to do high points and low points? Let's I'm ready. Reach hard, Mira. Reach hard. Reach. Reach, reach deep. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'll start with my high points. I love the character development and the character voicing. Like, I feel like all of the side characters rang true. Like, you get a lot of people in this. You get Han and Leia, the armorer, Cara Dune, Paz Vizsla, and, like, the leads. And I don't know. It just usually an author will have a hard time kind of separating their own narrative voice from the characters. And I felt like every single one of these had their own voice. And I could, like see the actors actually speaking the lines and that's like really really hard to do so i thought that was very impressive the cuteness is obviously a high point because they're so damn cute um and then just the world building like we didn't talk about all of the aspects of mandalore but like there's a part where they go and visit a mythosaur skeleton that's like half submerged in the desert and Luke senses that Baby Yoda is trying to, like, raise this giant fucking skeleton from the Earth because he wants it and he loves mythosaurs. And so, like, Luke raises the thing and there's, like, just this giant skeleton, like, hovering above the Earth. I don't know. The world is just really interesting. The author kind of doesn't just describe random things about the planet. Like, it's actually woven into the plot well. And, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. It was really immersive and nice. My low point, did I have a low point? I could have used one more sex scene. I think you're right. There should have been like one more highly after the uh, wedding night. More of a funzy sex time. I needed one more. I needed at (laughs) least one more to like soothe my needs. (laughs) Beyond that, like maybe more external conflict. Like this is a very internal kind of story. It feels very origin story-y. You know? Yeah. I appreciate all of the back and forth and 
all of the internal struggles that they're having and trying to build a new way for Jedi and a new way for Mandalorians, even though they both have misgivings of the past of these things. And that's great, but I don't know, like maybe a little bit more, like the world, the universe is super fucked up right now. So maybe like a little bit more conflict on the outside. I'm not sure. I'm undecided about that one. That was, that was actually my exact low point. Cause we, I wrote down notes before this too. And it was like, their relationship kind of builds on physical attraction and mutual respect. And those are both really great reasons to be with somebody, right? But that wasn't a lot of suspense, you know, like you yeah. knew, you know. So I, yeah, I could have used some more conflict too. I like to see my people suffer. <laughs> you don't I, say I think, <laughs> I think the period where Mando goes away could have been more dramatic. Yeah. They could have come back injured or something. Or yeah, Luke could some, have like felt a little something bit of something, happening. something. Yeah. Or, or there could have been a, like our, all of our group fantasy, that third sex scene that we want. Someone goes away and there's conflict then. And then we get the really good sex scene afterwards. Yeah. That would my, complete the package. <laughs> my third gripe is no force sex. Oh, yeah, true. Yes. He, okay, so Luke in this story has the ability to use the force to grow like gardens and these trees. And I'm like, you can't make that dick grow like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this opportunity? opportunity. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else want to go with high points and low points? Oh, well, I, my low point is is how it ended, that it didn't continue just a little bit further past, like, the wedding, because I feel like everything was so slow burn. Like, it had such a deliberate pace to it. Everything from, like, hearing about how Leia was interacting with stuff or, like, every character's pace was so in tune with each other. Like, there's certain char- times in other stories where something will jump in and, and speed things along for convenience. That didn't happen. It was fucking 100% consistent until we got to like, I love you, let's get married. And then it was like, bam, and then it was Credits. over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that felt so rushed to me. It'd be fine if they got married kind of quickly because of like Mandalorian culture and stuff, if that wasn't the end of the story. But to like power move through all of him, like meeting the fa- like Mando meeting the family and all this stuff, it took me out of it more than almost anything did. could have. Um, that was my low point is just like, Suddenly going from slow burn to, like, inferno (laughs) of activity. I had the same low point because I really wanted to know what was going to happen when Luke left. Like, if he was going to leave. Mm -hmm. Like, if he was going to set up a Jedi temple there. And so I really wish that they would have taken a step back and been like, maybe I'll just take a break on this. And then... And now that we hear that they posted more content, I'm really excited to see those. (laughs) Same. Because I think that the conflict about... Um, so they're married, right? And I'm all about it. And I want him to establish a Jedi temple, but I wonder about how the cultures will collide and, like, who's going to be the boss of the Jedi temple. It's like if you show up on Mandalore as, like, a foundling and have an Air Force sensitive and consent to being part of the Jedi training track or whatever, then do you become under Luke's purview of, like, he's the boss of you? Like, where does the div- division of who's your boss kind of happen? Because I feel like that could be some conflict, internal and external. <laughs> who's your like, boss? Uh, no, Star like Wars really, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the boss? Um, but it's oh, seriously Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Oh, that was my Tony Danza would have to be Mando, and because the blonde lady Angela. From oh, that absolutely. Show would be... well, <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah. Does Tony Danza have a pot belly? Because then he could be uh, Pasties, Boba Fett. Oh. <laughs> in, in Beskar Pasties. Boom. Yes. <laughs> he was wearing a rope under it. Abby, god damn it. No, he wasn't. He was just a little chubby. It's okay. Oh my god. <laughs> just for the record, Boba, when you come and kick everyone's asses. I never said you were fat. Bullshit, you totally I did when you were drunk that, that time. <laughs> During the premiere, you were shocked and upset. You were there with me. It was live. <laughs> he was a chunky monkey, and that's fine, but get him some fitting fucking Veskar. That's all I ask. Cover the part. Yeah, it was it like It could a get shot. It was like a hazard. <laughs> yeah, they were just I mean, like glued dude, on. Even when, um, okay, so... What was the name of that guy, um, the marshal who was wearing Boba's armor before 
Boba oh, um, Timothy, blah blah blah. Timothy Elephant. There you yeah. go. Oh, I knew that's his true. character well, name. True. It was way too small on him too. It just looked like goddamn. It was crop super. Top. It was a crop top. Because his torso, yeah. he's like all torso. He's like a walking torso, and it just looks stupid. <laughs> Cobzance was his name. Yeah. Yes. Well, it was nice covering, doing a good job covering up 35% of Cobb Vance's torso. <laughs> great fucking armor. Yeah, but he stole it. He wasn't like a full-on hashtag, I'm a Mandalorian. Like, that's that was what an I accessory. Do. I know, yeah. he's, like, he's like, yo, I'm impervious to blaster fire. And I'm like, uh, except... Only on your nipples. Your <laughs> except your entire abdomen is just exposed. <laughs> except for you can liver in your spleen, bro. That's fine. <laughs> you don't need your digestive tract. <laughs> so I'd say my high point. It's tough because I did thoroughly enjoy it. it it's tough but just how much better this universe is for like all the characters not just like happily ever after but how much more interesting it is than the official timeline it, it hits on so many of, of the main storyline characters and makes them considerably better is one yeah. of my high points for sure mm-hmm. and then i really like it's just so it, it's emotional without being juvenile I feel like a lot of it, not like completely, but yes. like a lot of it's like, I like you. Let's go to prom together. There's any other <laughs> stories for that. And that's fine. But like, I enjoyed that. It wasn't just that level. And it was interesting. Like there's, they were doing stuff. They still maintained that they were separate people that were into each other versus like, we're going to just blend these people and not be individuals anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. I so agree. I say that was my high point. Yeah. Cause one of my high points was, the idea that every evening Luke and Mando would get together and they would talk about the Force and they would talk about Jedi history and like to imagine them every evening sitting together outside in this like beautiful desert oasis and they're just ah they're just hanging out and talking every night and just spending over like, a beautiful Turkish time. coffee or whatever out yes, of tea yes <laughs> yes non spicy tea. If you can't tell, my love language is quality time. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other thing I really liked that we hadn't really touched on, because there's, there's honestly a lot to cover in the story as far as like world building details, is yes. that um, Mando takes Luke because he was unable to give him anything. He feels like like he can't show him his face. He can't do anything for him. He knew about when they were searching for, well, Mando specifically knew about some texts they had found that had been related to the Jedi from a previous Jedi that had stayed on Mandalorian the long, long ago, the before four time or whatever. Turns out that was Ben Kenobi. And so he, there's some stuff that's fucked up and not usable or readable, but he finds out that Ben had stayed on Mandalorian, kind of formed an attachment to a Mandalorian. Duchess, or I'm like, President Duchess, what's her fucking title? <laughs> um, and kind of had a thing for her. And, and Ben was all like, super like, don't fall in love. That's against the rules. And then it was kind of cute for it to be like, well, you hypocrite, you know, because he found some diary entries as well as other Jedi texts that had been like in more like common circulation at the time. So this was a really big treasure trove of like history that Luke could have, not just like the the... <laughs> the official supported texts of the religion, (laughs) but like the reality in which they were actually administered. Like Ben was someone he super respected, but had real human feelings and connections. So it helped him understand that like, maybe there's a way forward that could be better since he's, he's it. It's the restart button time, you know? And I thought that that moment was great. In my head canon, the story and our previous story that we read with Obi-Wan and the reader insert are in the same universe Uh, and Mm -hmm. those characters got together and for the rest of obi-wan's life he was just kind of like lying about the attachment thing trying to cover his own tracks except in that other story anakin didn't exist there would have been no uh oh yeah darth vader but we're just gonna just glue that together we'll make it work (laughs) we keep wishing skywalkers out of existence but no ben solo no, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> we can just recast Adam Driver as like sure. a waiter, and we can just watch him be beautiful. <laughs> like you just watch walk around in the background. Meaty. I'll just look at you. You can just not have a shirt on. Sometimes you can bring someone their blue milk. It's fine. <laughs> You're worth every dime, sweetheart. Don't you doubt it. <laughs> Cantina dancer Ben Solo. <laughs> 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 
Um, so for my high points, I think I'm very similar to all of you. The the lore and just the the world that he builds here is really good. Um, some of the details about just like how spicy Mandalorian food is, or like how their culture works, where family is extremely important to them, but blood is not. So it's like I love it's that. It's not about who you are; it's about what you do. If you follow the creator of Mandalorian, this society is awesome. Sign me up, man. Yes, I would totally live in this society because I agree. Like to me, like family is who you choose and so it was just like so emotionally fulfilling for me so my low point and i don't like i, I hear what you guys are saying and i'm really glad that you feel that way about the two of them i felt a little bit disappointed in luke's characterization just because i really very strongly related to him in, in the original trilogy of just like being this hopeful young optimistic character that then becomes really isolated by his power you know and like he's he's hopeful but he's very lonely and like that strain and that sadness in his character was something i really liked and in this like you cannot have both of your main characters be brooding silent sad dudes like you just fucking can't so luke's the one who was not that you know like he was kind of bubbly and he was kind of a bit of a mimbo like a loving lovable (laughs) mimbo but be- my little personal Luke boner was like less interested in Luke in this than I was in Mando because he's not my sad, isolated no. Luke that I love. He but I feel like he I was. failed my mission. I feel yeah. like he was still because like just because you're sad and isolated doesn't mean you project that. In my mind, he was still sad and isolated. But I don't he know, knew when he, when he as the face of a thing. By getting drunk while he's babysitting baby. Well, he Yoda. was drunk. Like, was <laughs> have you never fucked up and gotten drunk when you shouldn't have? Because I call bullshit on that. Not, not <laughs> babysitting hot dudes' kids. That's where I draw the line. Well, how many hot dudes' kids have we all babysit? Because I'm looking around and I'm not seeing a lot of those hot dudes' kids. <laughs> But seeing a lot of plants. <laughs> look at this background here. Oh yeah, look at plants. Oh right. jungle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. I'm just saying. I, I feel like pathetic. he could have. It sounds pathetic. We sound like we're all forever alone. We're not forever alone. <laughs> Uh, We've I mean, had relationships before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always forever alone, and that's <laughs> oh, forever you're efficient. S- you are s- you're almost as you're almost as emo as crying while masturbating Kylo Ren. <laughs> Tiniest violin, I cut myself so I can feel. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> oh my god, though, seriously, that one fucking story. That was recommended was amazing. I'm still it's giggling. So good. About- to my deathbed, I will carry the image of Kylo Ren crying while masturbating. <laughs> also, like, that yeah, journal, exactly. The vagina journal. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. This season was a was a delight. Crazy. So, so sorry. what do you guys think will happen in the future with Mando and Luke in this story? They're married. Yes. So I think that they're going to have this like blowout where they need to not between them but they like need to go blowout? save the universe <laughs> because that would be great all <laughs> over <laughs> please blow it out <laughs> everywhere wait, yes. wait, wait no Mira and I have I've changed way too many diapers to, for to that to be sexy is a, is a diaper problem what oh no I'm thinking like it's a dick blast not, not a diaper <laughs> okay, blast okay. off no, okay. <laughs> no, not changing diapers. <laughs> so it's like anyway. I experienced a blowout about 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Until you've dug oh. shit out of a baby's armpits, you don't know what you want. Oh, God. I haven't been there yet. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. This is why I don't have children. Yes, and I'm not having, oh, my God. I'm not having babies. This is painful. Oh, oh. man. Also, but I love this you isn't both. to blow out, but... They get sick and throw up into your mouth. That might happen. That oh happened to me. <laughs> oh my Dude, god, Audrey, you're so strong. It's like strong. you love them. You love them. Well, and that's the great. Is, like, cool like, for life. <laughs> my husband is such a germaphobe that, like, and it happened right in front of him. And I knew I was just immediately <laughs> persona non grata in my own house. I was about to go through three days of hell with stomach flu while I was isolated with my baby in a room because my evil germaphobe husband was done oh at that point. It's like, let me uh, clean the puke out of my mouth and then hide in my room for five days. Jesus Christ. Asshole. <laughs> okay, so, Luke and Mando in the future, blowout. What do you mean a blowout? Oh, so there's, like, something going on in the universe where the, like, 
New Order is coming and they have to fight. And I think that it's just going to be this like badass scene because we're going to imagine Luke in his new ar- white armor, which is just, ooh! Yes. <laughs> Super spooky, too. Super yeah. spooky. Well, and I, I love Mando because of the contradiction between how capable and badass and like murderous he is and how like shy, you know, and reserved he is. So I would love to see some Mando whooping some asses, like, in this universe. Yes, please. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, more action. Yeah. I, I, I really, really want this to grow. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be able to let it go. I'm just going to keep messaging the author and be like, hi, I'm waiting. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he, he's got an active Tumblr. Do it. Mudhorns. Yes. Okay. Would you guys recommend this story? Fucking, oh my God, yes. Take my yes. money. Because even if you're not into the pairing, the world building alone is worth it. Like, it is, the, the world is really top tier. I really wish this author would take other characters from this world and pair them together. Like, this universe should be the default. Like, yes. I want Mando, I want everybody at this specific one has all of the key features yep. that I, my heart of hearts, wants. And as much as I love Luke and Mando in this, I think it would be interesting to see who Leia ends up with, Han ends up, Chewie ends up with. Anybody. I, I want more of this. Chewie deserves love. Chewie's getting a lot of numbers. Chewie needs some love, too. All those Mandalorians wanted to see if they could get on that mythosaur when they were at that party, man. Yeah. Everybody was into furries. It's fine. Um, Han in this was hilarious. And, like, so Luke is, of course, the last of the Jedi. And then he's like, I'm being a Mandalorian now. And Han's like, wow. Anytime you find a fucking dying religion, you just, like, jump on it. Super sassy. Um, I would sure. definitely recommend this. I think if you need a lot of romance, love a lot of slow burn with your sex, like this is definitely for you. Don't let the pairing stop you if it's not your thing. It's just so sweet. It's great. I it's haven't read so a ton good. of Slash, but it's so good. This is mm-hmm. just good. I'm is, just clapping. Yeah. This is one of my favorite Slash stories. I think it gives you everything that you want in terms of like a romance but also this like beautiful universe of Star Wars and like interesting that makes sense. When I read this, I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to read for like an hour. I sat down for six hours (laughs) and I was just taking notes. Yes, it was awesome. Cool. Well, yes, I would also recommend it. Um, It's yeah, the world's really rich. The world building is done with such a light touch, which I think Mira mentioned before. It just feels very natural, very professional. It's an easy role to get lost in. We all want to be Mandalorians now. So mm-hmm. do this it. This is the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we just start our own commune? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We'll just start wearing helmets like dorks. <laughs> so um, next time, we're going to wrap up our Star Wars series with Best of Star Wars and announce our next fandom. So tune in for next time. Bye.